Welcome to another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, earlier in the month of December, farmers and ag industry professionals gathered in Omaha, Nebraska for the 2022 Farmer to Farmer Conference hosted by Farmers Business Network, FBN. The event featured a wide array of speakers, sessions, and much more to educate farmers on various topics, including markets, agronomy, ag tech, social media, crop circles, and much more. The event featured keynote speaker Jocko Willenick, who gave an impassioned and energetic talk about his time as a U.S. Navy SEAL in Iraq. The event also featured several breakout sessions and information on topics impacting agriculture. One of those, Kevin McNew, FBN chief economist, highlighted the transportation issues on the Mississippi River and their impact on prices. McNew highlights a study that FBN put together to look at the situation. So we did a fairly detailed study and analysis of local prices, not only right around the river, but also how far prices, kind of price impacts were, were seen around the river. And so uh, there are a couple of key takeaways that I think are important for farmers to understand is that we've had, first of all, a lot of uh, kind of events over the last 20 years that we can draw on to show how prices are impacted from the disruption on the Mississippi River. So we looked at the event of Hurricane Katrina in 2005. We looked at the event of Hurricane Ida just last year in 2021. And then we compared those two uh, historical events to the current year's events of 2022's drought. And what were the findings? Here's what McNew had to say. We see really, really pronounced impacts I would say anything kind of south of uh, St. Louis, and that's kind of a demarcation point of where we saw some of these impacts. Not to say other areas didn't see impacts, but the deepest and most profound impacts on prices were uh, for those farmers, say, in Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee. And the reason we see those big impacts for farmers there is because the corn and soybeans are mostly not able to go anywhere else other than along the river. We don't have uh, feed use for them. We don't have ethanol plants or, or processing plants in those regions because they're so heavily tied to export markets. And so as a result, farmers there are kind of the most impacted as a result of any disruption in the Mississippi River. Now, what's interesting is I mentioned we did this historical look back to Hurricane Katrina in 2005 and compared that to the drought situation of 2022. And what we found is in Hurricane Katrina, we saw pretty widespread impacts all the way up into Iowa and Minnesota. And they, they permeated beyond the river system uh, several hundred miles as a result of the impacts from the Hurricane Katrina and shutting down the river in that situation. Today, we don't see that widespread an impact up into Iowa and Minnesota because of the prevalence of processing facilities. In 2005, during Hurricane Katrina, there was a lot of, there wasn't much ethanol going on at the time. Uh, 2006, 2007 was kind of the launching point for ethanol capacity and ethanol production. And so as a result of that, I think that really has insulated farmers west of the Mississippi from disruptions as a result of Mississippi shutdowns. 
And again, that's comments with FBN Chief Economist Kevin McNew. Also during the Farmer to Farmer event, it featured a panel talking about the upcoming Farm Bill. Former Chairman of the House Agriculture Committee, Colin Peterson of Minnesota, and former USDA Undersecretary Greg Ibaugh spoke during that panel. And afterwards, Ibaugh shared some interesting thoughts as he heard from farmers during their discussion at Farmer to Farmer about some apprehension and other things with the upcoming Farm Bill negotiation and discussion. I think there is some apprehension and confusion out there about just how the debate on where the next farm bill will go. You know, we know that uh, the feeding programs or the, the food programs are an important part or the large, by far the largest investment, but they're not very important to farmers. But, uh, but I also think that uh, farmers are trying to figure out how conservation and some of the investments in conservation, how uh, government policies might drag uh, climate and climate change policy and programs into the discussion mix are also um, in the back of their minds and causing concerns about whether or not those new re regulations or new requirements would hamper their ability to farm the way they want to farm. And Colin Peterson also points to a couple reasons why he thinks it will be tough for Congress to get the farm bill done. Well, the question is going to be whether they get any extra money to do what they want to do. I think it's going to be tough. 50, 60 House Republicans that want to cut cut the subsidies of farmers in half. And you've got Democrats who want to do the same thing for different reasons. So first thing is, are they going to get any extra money? And if they don't, then what happens? You know, so this extra $20 billion that Kavanaugh was able to negotiate in this Inflation Reduction Act was put into conservation. Some of the Republicans, I think, would just as soon and had half of that go into the long time. So are they going to go after that? Again, that's former House Ag Chair Colin Peterson of Minnesota. Before that, former USDA Undersecretary Greg Ibaugh. Well, during the Farmer to Farmer event as well, there was an interesting discussion on how agriculture and farming is portrayed in the media. They had a farmer panel during the Farmer to Farmer conference, and one of the farmers on that panel was Lauren Swanberg from Wasika, Minnesota. She shared her thoughts on the issue of how farming is portrayed in the media. The narrative that sometimes gets portrayed is that there is no middle ground in farming, that you're either this teeny tiny mom and pop small farm providing, you know, a vegetable stand at the end of the road, or you're a giant commercial farm with no morals, no ethics, you're ruining America, and there's just nothing in between. And I think that's a story that consumers are kind of feeding into. And so there's confusion how family farms can also be enterprising and be successful and um, be large enough to support the next generation coming in. And they're not factory farms. They're not, you know, these terrible things that are being portrayed as ruining food in America. Um, but we seem to just have a very hard time bridging the gap between these two pictures of farming and kind of getting to the actual reality of what family farming is or what farming is in America. Also, the topic of social media was brought up during the farmer panel. Cale Carlson from South Central Nebraska brought up an interesting point of how social media affects perceptions of farming and agriculture. My daughter is in social media and she gets interviewed from time to time. And a lot of the uh, sometimes she doesn't even get a phone call or interview. There's just an article written about her with bits and pieces that were pouring uh, pulled off of other media outlets and uh, they'll call her like, Hey, can we post an article about you? And she's like, yeah, well, can I read it first? And she'll read it. It's like, yeah, that's, that's not true. Let's start over uh, and ask me directly getting direct questions from me who would be really appreciated straight from the horse's mouth. 
And again, you can learn more about the Farmer to Farmer Conference online, farmer2farmer.ag. And you can also get details there about FBN and getting tickets for next year's Farmer to Farmer. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.